behalf of Dallas's family and friends and church family, I want to thank you for coming tonight. We gather here tonight to celebrate, to remember, and to honor the life of one of God's servants. We also gather to focus on the God who Dallas loved with her whole heart. You see, a funeral's not for those who have passed from this life. It's for those of us who remain. Dallas was ready for this day, and she was very clear on what she wanted and what she didn't want. Most of this service was actually designed by her. Originally, she only wanted a graveside service. But after talking with her, she agreed that if we wanted to do memorial service, we could. But the focus needed to be her Savior, not her. So tonight, we're gathered to honor that request. So let's look to the Lord for strength. Lord, we thank you for Dallas's life. Thank you for the impact that it had on each person here. God, we understand that you give life, that you take life away. So Lord, tonight, I pray that you would encourage our hearts, you would strengthen our faith. May we walk away from here knowing that we are ready to stand before you as Dallas was. And we pray that you would use this in each of our lives to bring us closer to one another and to closer to you. These things we ask in your name. Amen. Um, we're going to sing one of the first songs that Dallas requested. When I shared this with Juanita, who has played for many a funeral, she said, this is a first. She said, I've never had this song requested to be played at a funeral. But I cannot think of a more appropriate song uh, for this evening either. So if you'll stand with us together, the words will be on your screens. Shine, Jesus, shine.
Thanks. You can be seated. Two passages that were important to Dallas, and uh, we put them in the bulletin for you, so you can actually tear it off and have it as a bookmark. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And then Psalm 27, 4, One thing I have desired of the Lord, that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. Dallas Faye Salzma was born December 24, 1949 in Hull, Iowa. She was the daughter of Dick and Cornelia Salzma. She spent her youth on a farm near Sanborn, Iowa, and received her education there as well. After graduating from high school, she attended Pillsbury Baptist Bible College and Mankato State College and Bob Jones University. Her passion was teaching. Fourteen years at Grace Baptist in Petersburg, Virginia. Twenty-one years at Morningside Christian, which is now Siouxland Christian. And one year in Suriname, South Africa. After retirement, Dallas volunteered at school for missionary children. She assisted with homeschooling former students' children in their countries of ministry. Along with her natural gift of education, she also had a green thumb. She enjoyed many relaxing hours in her flower garden, tending all the varieties of blooming greenery as well as her pristine lawn, and the plants in her house were just as spectacular. Fabric and textiles were another of her interest. She worked for several years at Hobby Lobby in the office and on the floor, mainly in the needlework craft section and fabric sewing department. All of those things she loved to do, and she was very adept at all of them. She found it rewarding to help customers to answer their questions, teaching them new techniques and how-tos for many different products. Her helpful, friendly demeanor gained her many new friends and acquaintances. On Thursday, September 9th, Dallas passed from her life, from this life at Kingsley Specialty Care Unit in Kingsley. She was 71 years old. Keeping her memory close at heart are her sister and husband, Corinne, and Paul Van Dyke of Broken Bow, and her nephew, Tom Van Dyke of Tulsa. Many wonderful cousins, relatives, and a host of dear friends. Loved ones who have gone before her include her parents, Dick and Cornelia Salzma, a brother, Jake, and two sisters, Carolyn and Darling. My wife and I have known Dallas for almost 40 years. Uh, we started our friendship in Petersburg, Virginia as single teachers. We, along with three other single teachers, would meet every Wednesday night for supper before Bible study. Gina and I were engaged at the time. Later that year, we left Petersburg, Virginia and, followed and uh, moved to Wisconsin to serve in a ministry there. Dallas would eventually land at Morningside Christian in Sioux City. And three years later, our paths would once again cross, as she was the one who introduced us to the ministry at Billy Sunday in 1986. We have served together in various roles throughout all of those years. We have taught together. We have attended church together. 
and ultimately I served as her pastor. Most importantly, she was a dear friend of our family. After her mom passed, she knew she always had a spot at our table for any holiday. In fact, after her diagnosis, we had her over for a Sunday dinner of hamburgers on the grill. And she commented how good it tasted because she was already starting to see the effects of the cancer. And at that point, even most things weren't tasting very well. As I look back over our 40 years, there are several things that stand out. Her passion. If you knew her, you knew that she had a love for the Lord. She loved teaching. She saw Christian education as a way to combine her passion for education with her love for the Lord. Although she was single, never married, and without any children, she helped mold and shape thousands of kids through the years, including my two kids. When she retired from teaching, she focused on using missions to allow her to continue her love for education in the Lord. I can't count the number of times that she would come to me and ask me to pray for some new opportunity on the mission field that she was considering. Even as recently as the past year, in the middle of COVID, she was looking for new opportunities. The main thing that kept her from the mission field was her health. But she was determined that she was not even going to allow that to stop her, if at all possible. She worked with her doctor to try to make it happen again. The year she spent in Suriname was probably one of the great highlights of her life. A year-long opportunity to combine her love for education her love for the Lord, and missions, all wrapped up in one experience. When she couldn't go, she did whatever she could, supporting and praying for missions, because it was dear to her heart. I was also amazed at her ability to connect. She had this unusual way of connecting with people, especially her students. She saw potential in students that most teachers missed. And make no mistake about it, students loved her. It amazed me to watch this 71-year-old woman connect with kids. In fact, when we were going through a list of pallbearers, four of the people she selected were under 30. Two of them were in college currently. She had a way of reaching kids that you don't see very often. Kids respected her. They listened to her counsel and they sought it. She connected with people regardless of their social standing, their beliefs, their age. None of those things mattered to her because she tried to see the heart of people, not the externals. When my wife and I mentioned her passing on Facebook, there were over 100 comments regarding her impact on people's lives. I also saw her servant's heart. There was with Dallas a spirit of humility. In fact, when we first started talking, and I have this in writing, she wanted no visitation, she wanted no viewing, she wanted no lunch, and she said, you can have a graveside service, weather permitting. I don't know if she thought we would just all send her casket to the graveside and not do anything, or what, but she didn't even want people to get wet um, at her graveside service. If she could help, or serve, she would. She took this idea of serving to a new level. And people mattered to her. 
Um, she was always willing to serve, to open her house, to step outside of her comfort zone. Peyton would go over to cut her grass. And a couple of months ago, he arrived in his Corvette, and he took Dallas for a ride. At that point, she was not getting out of the house very often, but she got in the Corvette, and they tooled around for a while. I told Peyton, I said, Peyton, there aren't many pictures of Dallas because she loved being in the background. But if you had that picture, it would have been worth its weight in gold. On Thursday night, God called her home. And she was ready. About a month earlier, she called her home on a Saturday night to talk to Jean. She knew that on Sunday, I share requests with our church family. And so Dallas wanted to make sure that I was very clear to our church family that we are not to pray for her healing. She was ready to meet her Savior, and she wanted to go, and she wanted everyone to pray for her homegoing because this place was not her home. Heaven was because her Savior was there. I believe that God brings people into our lives for a purpose. God brought your Dallas into your lives for a reason. You are allowed the privilege to know and share in her 71 years here. You have memories or events that you shared with her, lessons you saw in her life. Treasure them. They're genuinely a gift from God. For me, I'll never forget her servant's heart. Her ability to listen and to connect with people. Her love for the Lord and missions. And I will greatly miss the pecan pies that she would drop off every single holiday. But I also challenge people... Take those lessons one step further. Teach them to somebody else. And that way, Dallas continues to impact this world, even though she is no longer with us. You see, only her body is gone. Her life, her values, her beliefs, they live on past her generation. But it's up to you and I to teach those lessons to future generations. And that way, although Dallas is gone, she can continue to live and continue to influence for years to come. The other song Dallas wanted us to sing is Great is Thy Faithfulness. So if you'll stand, it'll be on the screen in front of you.
Thanks. You can be seated. As a pastor, I get a front row seat to people's lives. I marry couples starting a life together. I get to watch those families grow and see them develop into parents and even grandparents. I also walk through, walk with people through some of the darkest days of their lives. While I get to laugh and joke with people, I've also cried with them until we run out of tears. I find myself in situations where words do nothing, but simply a hug or a prayer or presence is the best you can do. One of the things that I've observed as I have that front row seat is that as people age, you start to see what they value. Often as people age, their world starts to become smaller and smaller. They stop traveling as much. They begin to downsize. Their health prevents them from being as active as they once were. Sometimes their entire world gets to reduce to what will fit into a nursing home room. I watched as Dallas's world took that turn very quickly. We all knew of her prognosis, and everybody worked diligently to keep her in her home as long as we possibly could. We had people in our church who would go and sit with her and be with her in the afternoons and do whatever she needed. Often that group would share how they went to minister to her, and they ended up being encouraged and blessed by the time they spent with her. They were given the rare gift of spending time with the Dallas that we knew and they got to spend time with for the last 40 years. When Dallas went to the nursing home, she called me and she said, there's some things at the house she wanted me to stop by and drop off. So I stopped by her house and picked up her walker, a basket that had some clothes in it that they had put together the night before, her Bible, and a picture. It was a cross-stitch that had a verse on it that meant a lot to her, and it's a verse that I want to share with you this evening. Because I can't think of a more appropriate verse for her life than that verse. It's found in the book of Psalm, chapter 46 and verse 10. And here's what it says. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. As I think of that verse and I think of Dallas's life, I see it as a challenge for us as well. Be still. Dallas did that very well. When you talk to her, she would listen intently to you. It's what God wants from us as well. He wants us to slow down and listen. You know, in our fast-paced world, that's becoming so hard. I watched over the years as Dallas tried to embrace technology. She did okay, but uh, she was not used to the speed at which things changed. My boys and I spent plenty of time over the years explaining to her that she needed to upgrade the technology because her stuff was now obsolete. But you know, she didn't need to go fast because she had learned to be still and to listen to God. Know that I am God. You know, Dallas sought to follow God wherever he would lead her. Whatever door he would open, whether it be the mission field, whether it be financially, being the financial secretary for us, opening her home, 
serving at a funeral or cooking meals while we were building this facility. She genuinely tried to allow God to be God in her life. She knew God personally. And she sought to follow him with her whole heart because she wanted you to know that she knew that he was God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I think that was the reason for her passion for mission. She took a look at the world and realized and understood that many in the world did not have the opportunity she had in growing up in a good church, in a solid Christian family, and the culture that she had experienced growing up. So she wanted to, explain, to, to allow the world to experience that. And if she couldn't go to the mission field, she would pray and she would send money to support others who could go. She wanted all cultures, all people, all nations, to have the opportunity to know our Savior. The last part of that verse, I'll be exalted in the earth. Dallas saw that, I think, as her life missions. She wanted people to see Christ in her life. She sought to represent him well in all that she did. You could not know her without knowing about her Jesus. If you were one of her students, you knew that she was praying for you to serve the Lord with your life in any place that God put you. If you were a friend, a neighbor, a co-worker, or even a pew buddy, you knew her faith was genuine and she would love and accept you because she saw loving people as a way to love God. As I close, I know that one day I'll see my sister in Christ again. But just as I believe that I will give an account to God for the things and opportunities that I have, I believe I'll give an account to Dallas for this service. Yeah, exactly. And if you're here tonight and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, I beg you to start that relationship tonight. Dallas was a teacher, and it's as simple as ABC. Admit, acknowledge that you're a sinner who needs a Savior. Believe with your whole heart that Jesus Christ is the only way to God. Put your faith and trust in Him alone for your eternal salvation. See, confess and commit your life to Jesus. Pray, ask God to forgive your sin, to come into your life, to be your Lord. Begin that personal relationship that you saw in Dallas's life with her Lord. And I can assure you that if you see Dallas without seeing her Savior, she would feel like she failed you. Please, accept Christ as your Savior the way that Dallas did and love him with your whole heart. For those of you who know Christ, be still. Listen to God's voice among all the noise in this world. Follow God's leading wherever it takes you. Use your life to exalt God in this world so that people will see Christ in you, which will give them a hope that they so desperately need. Be still and know that I am God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for allowing us to know Dallas. 
Thank you for allowing her to impact and be a part of our lives. Lord, continue to use her legacy in the days ahead. May each one of us draw closer to you as a result of this lady being in our lives. And Lord, we'll give you the honor and the glory and the praise. And we look forward, Lord, to the day that we gather together with you. These things we ask in the name of our great and precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I ended the graveside service with this comment, and I want to end our time here tonight with the same. As my boys were growing up, there was a tradition in our home. I would walk into their bedroom at night, and I'd say, good night, Jimmy, I love you, I'll see you in the morning. I'd walk into Josh's room, and I'd say, good night, Josh, I love you, I'll see you in the morning. I'd look at my wife, and I'd say, good night, Jean, I love you, I'll see you in the morning. When I do the funeral of a Christian, when I do the funeral of a sister in Christ, I never say goodbye. I simply say, good night, Dallas, I love you, and I'll see you on that great resurrection morning. Thanks for coming. Go out from here. Make a difference for God in your life this week. Lord bless you, and um, I'm going to end this part of the service Dallas did not want a fellowship time, but if you...